I believe 1,000% that when we understand the Jewish roots of the Bible, it will do two things. One, it will open up over you the windows of heaven that you've been waiting to be opened up. And two, it will divide, tear down the middle wall that divides Jew and Gentile. And when that middle wall is torn down, the Messiah can come back. The key to the tradition that God is using you and I to do, both in Jew and Gentile, is bring revelation that comes along with the tradition. Now, now listen to me. There is no power just in tradition or just in ritual. But there is life-changing power in the revelation of that ritual. Listen to this. The idea of looking for deeper meaning in the Torah, the Word of God, is no different than looking for a deeper meaning in science. Just as we look for deeper meaning in science to learn how nature works, so too we need to look for deeper readings in the Word of God. Deeper. Milk to meat. If nobody teaches us or we don't get taught the deeper meanings, we stay at milk, and milk's okay for babies, but if we're going to go to war and win the war, we need meat. Is that, is that, is that, is, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, if you're sitting here tonight or if you're watching by stream or sometime later, you're listening to this CD, in Hebrew, there's no word in Hebrew for coincidence. So if you're listening to this, it's not a coincidence. It's ordained by God for you to go into the deeper truths, the deeper revelations of God's Word, so you can be one of those people that see the end-time transfer of wealth and the latter reign of signs and wonders and miracles. That comes from understanding. Okay, so the deeper, the deeper things. King Solomon said in Proverbs 25, 11, a word well spoken is like apples of gold in a silver dish. The word of God is the silver dish that, that Solomon's talking about. Let me read it again, Proverbs 25. A word well spoken, or literally well taught, is like apples of gold in a silver dish. Your Bible is the silver dish. The secrets that are in that Bible, below the surface, are the golden apples. Have you got it so far? So it's not just, it's not just surface level, it's going deeper. All right, now, go with me to Matthew chapter 22, and I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to take you deeper into some really neat stuff. Matthew chapter 22, verse 35. As you're, as you're getting ready, we know the Bible says, be not hearers of the word only, but what? So it's not enough to hear the word. We need to do the word so that God can bless what we put our hands to. Read with me in Matthew chapter 22, verse 34. And when the Pharisees heard he had Jesus silence the Sadducees, they gathered together And then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Rabbi, which is the great commandment in the law? 
And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all of the law, or if we were reading it in, in Hebrew, all of the mitzvah of God and the prophets, of the word God gave us and the prophets. Now, look at me one second. Because we have been taught that's the Old Testament and this is the New Testament, I, as a pastor for many years, thought that Jesus came up with this. They came to Jesus, these religious people, and said, what's the greatest of all the commandments? And he said, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Love, and then love your neighbors. You know, I thought, man, Jesus is, 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 is giving us this brand new revelation. Jesus is not speaking a new revelation to them. He's speaking the basis of the Torah. Now look at me. Jesus didn't come with new revelation. But he came, number one, to graft every Gentile into that revelation. You who were once Gentiles are now grafted in. Now, I'll say this all the time because of new people. But when I read something and it says, God spoke to the Jew, you are a Jew. Do you understand it? So if it says, God says to the Jew or to, to Israel, you are the Jew because of the blood of Jesus, you have been grafted in. You who had no family and had no promises and had no covenant and once were afar off, now have been made close by the blood of Jesus. So when we read Jew, that's you. White Jew, black Jew, brown Jew, Asian Jew, old Jew, long-haired Jew, male Jew, female Jew, bald Jew. You're all Jews. Right? Okay. Go with me to Deuteronomy. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Moses, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 1. Now this is the mitzvah, the commandment. And these are the statutes and the judgments, the teachings and the revelations which are the wisdom which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you. Now look at me. My Bible says if I hold back the word of God because of the looks on people's faces, God will take the anointing and give it to somebody else. So, and, and, and the Bible says, be ye not many teachers, for greater is your condemnation. Right? So as a, as a rabbi, as a teacher... I'm going to be accountable before God for not only what I teach, but what I don't teach. Now, in understanding that, you don't give a baby meat before it can handle it. But yet a few weeks ago, God said, it's time to bring them some meat. Time to take you a little bit. How many are ready for some meat? God commands you to teach. In other words, we're commanded to teach this when it's time, and I believe it's time, that you may observe them in the land which you're crossing over to possess. You are right, you are right on the other side of the bank to your promised land. 
it just takes a few revelations to get us across those, those waters. That you may reverence the Lord your God to keep all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, that your days may be prolonged. Now, now look here. Number one. God says, if you do what I tell you to do, you and your children and your, grands, your, your son and your grandson, you're going to have longer days. How many want longer days and better days? This is, I'm telling you, end time revelation that's going to bring the blessing of God into your life. Number Verse 3, therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you. Now, now look at me here, because uh, you, you, you're going to hear this and hear this and hear this. If we do these basic things, and now that you're, you and I know Jesus, you're grafted in, it will not only be long, but it will be well. God will not only give you long life, but he'll give you long blessed life. Now, I don't know about you, I want them both. I want to live long, and I want to live well. Does that make sense? Now watch this, because I'm going I'm to read you some stuff today. It's going to blow your mind. That you may multiply greatly as the Lord God your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now there's no way I can teach all the Hebrew understanding of this, but I want you to look at what I'm about to read you. Look at me. What I'm about to read you will prolong your years. It, it, will, it will keep the enemy from killing you, killing your children, and killing your grandchildren. And it'll make your years full of joy, good years. How many want to have a happy life? And it will make your life prosperous. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words which I command you today, say command, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. In this journey from Passover, poverty, into Pentecost, prosperity, the journey of prosperity. And I'm going to teach this in a couple Sundays. But in this journey, the Talmud, which is the wisdom God gave Moses to pass on for 40 years, there are a few things God says to do. Now, remember, there are 613 commandments, but really about 24 apply to us today. If we keep the Ten Commandments... We're almost halfway there. So if we add to the Ten Commandments, maybe an 11th, a 12th, a 13th, we're way ahead of everybody. And the more we obey, the more God wants to prolong our life, make our lives full of joy, and bring us prosperity. So all the world will call us blessed, and the world will ask, why are you so blessed? And we'll say, because we follow Jesus and keep his word. Okay? So one of the things the rabbis teach is to, is to be full of joy. 
So you don't let anybody steal your joy. You don't let anything steal your joy. All things work together for good. Rejoice in the Lord. So if the enemy's trying to steal your joy, it's because he's trying to block you from going higher to be blessed. The other thing he says is pray every day. Okay? Listen, we all know we should pray 28 hours a day. We know that. But here he says, and this is a, a revelation, it's in, in Judaism, it's not all or nothing. So at least pray when you first get up and say a prayer when you first get up and say a prayer when you lay down. Say, well, what do I pray? The first thing you do when you get up is say, thank you, Lord. What am I thanking him for? You're up. You're still alive. And then what do you say? Our Father. No, no, excuse me. You threw me there. What do you say? Hear, O Israel. Look, look, look at it again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, your all your might. These words which I command you shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and you rise up. So how many know we ought to pray? But the least you do is tomorrow when you get up, when you get up tomorrow, say, thank you, Lord, for giving me life today. And then you say what Jesus said in Matthew when they said, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, hear, O Israel. It's called in, in Hebrew the Shema. And you don't have to learn to say it in, in Hebrew, but Jesus said, Shema Israel, Adonai Elohenu, Adonai Chad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, he is one God and he is ours. You, when you first thing you get up in the morning, you say, thank you, Lord, for making me alive. And then you say, hear Israel. And you are prophesying to not only Israel, but you, the children of God who are grafted in. Hear Israel, the Lord, he is one and he is mine. Now, why? And, and, and you ought to pray more. But remember, faith cometh by. So when you get up and you say, thank you, Lord, give me, you've entered into that day with praise and thanksgiving. You're better. Most people get up and go, oh, I can't believe what time. Oh, my God. And they wonder why they have a bad day. Now, I'm serious. Oh, I'm so tired. The first thing, oh, I got to go to work. Thank God you got a job. Now, I'm giving you, I'm giving you elementary. If you do this, I'll take you deeper. And then you say, here, Israel, the Lord, he is my God. He is our God, and he is one. He is one and he is my God. That's exactly what Jesus said. Okay, so first thing you do is thank God for being alive. Say a little prayer. Are you okay? All right. Uh, Verse 8. You shall bind these words as a sign on your hand, and they shall be frontless between your eyes. You're not ready for that. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Everybody say commandment. God commands us. How many want to have long life? If you want to have long life, put up your right hand. If you want to have a long good life, put up your left hand with it. And if you want to have a long good life with prosperity, uh, wave at me. So he tells us what to do. And one of the things he says to do is take my word, which is, which is this scroll, in your mezuzah, mezuzah, 
mezuzah, and you write it on the doorpost of your house. Now, once again, let me, let me quote something that, that, that the ancient rabbi said. This is not witchcraft. This is not superstition. This is obedience to the word of God. And whenever we obey, we do our part of the covenant. The supernatural power of God answers that. Are you with me? All right. Now watch this. Take my word and put it on the door. Oh, let, me, let me finish this. Put it on the doorpost of your house and in your gates. And it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into a land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewed out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full. Now, oh, there's so much to teach. How many believe the Bible's true? Is there going to be, in the very last days, a transfer of wealth? Can I read to you how that happens? And it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into a land which he swore to your fathers, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Transfer of wealth, guys. Houses full of good things which you did not fill. Transfer of wealth. Hewed out wells which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. God says that part of this end-time prophecy is fulfillment. Now, I'm going to get into some, some really neat stuff. God says, take my word and put it on the doorposts, plural, of your house. Not superstition, revelation of the word of God that brings about the supernatural power of God. This is out of the Talmud. It's a story of the Parthian king, Ardavan. And it says he sent a pearl of purest radiance to Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the prince of Judah, and said, he sent him, this king sent him a, a priceless, priceless gem. He says, send me something equally precious in return. The Rebbe sent him a mezuzah. Artivan sent back word, I sent you something beyond price, and you send me something that sells for debased coin of no value, almost nothing. The Rebbe Rebbe replied, my desirable things and your desirable things are not compared unto her. Yet you sent me something that I have to guard wherein I sent you something that will guard you. While you sleep, while you're awake, as is said in Proverbs 6.22, when thou goest, it shall lead thee, when thou sleepest, it shall guard thee, and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. The rabbi replies, my desirable things and your desirable things are not to be compared to her. What the king desired was jewels and precious stones. But the rabbi desired the presence of God. 
But watch how this happens. Now listen to this. In Hebrew, a mezuzah is the symbol of God's knowledge in your life and in your home. The God's knowledge. All right, now go with me to Proverbs chapter 8. You're getting quiet. Am I getting too deep? He sends a precious jewel beyond value. He says, send me something just as precious. The rabbi sends back a mezuzah according to the word of God. He says, what I desire and what you desire are not to be compared to her. You got Proverbs chapter 8? Verse 10, receive my instruction and not silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared to her. All right, now watch this. Now, you see, you got to think more, study to approve yourself worthy. What you desire cannot be compared to what I sent you for her price. Her price is above this precious jewel. What is her? Instruction, knowledge, and wisdom. Instruction is what God gave to Moses on the first day. Wisdom is what God gave Moses when he explained it the second day. Knowledge is what we get when we obey the instruction of God. Now, I'm going to explain it. I know that's heavy, but let let me give you one more scripture. Proverbs 3. This will will help you. Proverbs chapter 3. Boy, it's... it's, Take time to read the whole thing, but we'll we'll go through it. Now, remember, if we obey God, he's going to give us long life, a happy life, and a prosperous life. Amen? Look at verse 13 of Proverbs 3. Happy is the man who finds what? Not silver, not gold, not pearls. Look at me. Because there is a wealth that comes from the Lord and brings no sorrow with it. Now remember, on the day of Pentecost, what do we get filled with? Wisdom of God if on, on accordance to what we are obeying in this path of prosperity. Wisdom of God. Listen to me. God knows how to make every one of us. I'm going to just say this outright, and, and this offends religious people. God knows how to make every one of us millionaires. But it's not going to, for the most part, a bag of gold's not going to fall out of heaven. Because if we don't have wisdom and knowledge and understanding... If you inherited a million dollars tomorrow, society proves two years you'll be in a debt a million dollars. So what God wants to fill you on the path of prosperity is the wisdom of God to do business. Are you with me? Okay, now look at this. Happy is the man who finds what? Wisdom. The man who gains understanding her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare 
with the knowledge of God. I'm going to show you why here in a minute. Length of days is in her right hand. Look at me. Look at me. See, see you've got to understand it takes, it takes great study to understand the word of God. He said, take my word and put it on the right doorpost of your house and the days of you, your children, and your grandchildren will be lengthened. Look at this, verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand, riches and honor. Now, I'm not going to teach the left hand yet. That's, that's way down the line. Her ways, but, you, but you, can get, you can get a whole lot more blessed than you are right now. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths of peace. And she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her. Oh, there's, th- th- this is so deep that there's no way I can, I can share this. Now, now watch this. In Genesis 4.1, the Bible says Adam knew Eve. Okay, the word know is a word of obviously intimacy. Are the two coming in covenant as one? It's what we call marriage. Okay, remember when David and Jonathan made covenant? What was the sign to everyone that they were in covenant. Anybody remember? The slash, the slash on the hand. The word knowledge actually means unity. The mezuzah, the slash on the right hand, Brings to you and your house the wisdom of God. Now, am I going too deep? Okay. In Hebrew, the word know, where the two become one, God is in covenant with you to bless you. We just don't understand how to make that work yet. The word in Hebrew, to know, which means uh, 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 an intimacy, to become one, is the Hebrew word da'ath. The word dahath is a marriage. Now, in this understanding, wisdom is the father. And it becomes united with understanding the mother and the birthing of wisdom and understanding produces the offspring or the dahath of understanding. Now, what does that mean? On On the day of Pentecost, God gave Moses and you and I the wisdom. This is the wisdom of God. For 40 years, he married the wisdom of God with understanding, the Talmud. When you and I take the wisdom of God, what we're to do, and marry it to the knowledge of God, what happens when we do it, understanding comes why is that important because god says my people are destroyed because of their lack of knowledge so when we obey god and make covenant with all that we have on the doorpost of our house everything that the messiah did through his blood the anointing the supernatural power is released into your hands
Okay, are you with me? So the most important thing is not to seek gold. The most important thing is not to seek silver. The most important thing is to get the wisdom of God, find out what we're to do with the wisdom of God, then obey it, and God will give you the understanding of God that is more precious than silver and gold and precious jewels because when you have the mind of God, you are filled with the Holy Spirit which will teach you and show you and guide you and lead you in all things. Somebody say amen. The Holy Spirit is not meant for us to go and fall down. The Holy Spirit is to give us supernatural wisdom and knowledge of God. The knowledge of God will come to you and he will prolong your days. He will make your days happy and he will bring you prosperity money won't make us happy the wisdom of god will make us happy and the wisdom of god comes when we obey the word of god and put the word of god on the doorpost of our house remember the story the king gave him a pearl and the rabbi gave the king a mezuzah well the story goes on in the talmud that the king's daughter true story the king's daughter became ill the talmud literally says possessed of a demon the doctors could make the daughter no better and the king remembers the gift that the rabbi gave him he said i have to guard your gift but my gift will guard you the king orders the mezuzah the word of god put on the doorpost of his daughter's room and immediately she is cured now now i know what you're thinking Because if I wasn't studying this and studying this for years, I would think the same thing. Well, that sounds like idolatry, or that sounds like superstition. How many have ever ever heard or maybe even received somebody on television or someone in the church and passing off one of the Paul's, representing Paul's handkerchief? For years and years and years and years and years, people have gotten miracles by getting that piece of cloth in the mail. Right? Miracles, healings, and financial miracles. Without a shadow of a doubt. And yet there's nowhere in the Bible God says to do that. So if God does miracles by people's faith of this obscure scripture, how much bigger and more will the miracles be if we do what God has told us to do? Do you understand? You understand? I know people that have gotten, uh, spoke to us in, uh, in these meetings, said, I got that prayer cloth that Pastor Parsley sent me or somebody sent me or whoever. And, and as soon as I got it, you know, I put it on my child or I, I held it in my hand and I got healed or whatever. Why? Because there's a, a, a truth in the word that will not come back void. If God did it for Paul, he'll do it for me. So if that's true, how much more is it true where God said, God never said send these out in the mail. God never said take a, a, a hanky, yet God honored it. How much more will he honor it if we do what he says to do and take the word and slice the covenant on the right hand that God said, I'll give you long life, I'll give you a happy life, and I'll give you a healthy life, and I'll give you a prosperity life. You ready to go deeper? Now, we're getting into shouting stuff. 
okay? Remember, when, whenever we do, whenever we do, if, if, if you get up in the morning and say a Shema, you've tipped the scale, right? If you, if you do an act of kindness and you do a mitzvah, you've tipped the scale. If you put a mezuzah on your front door, you've tipped the scale. If you put a mezuzah on your front door and your back door, you tipped the scale twice. If you put it, and I'm going to show you where God says to put it on every door of your house. But every time you do one right thing, it tips the scales. How much will God bless us if we're not only tipping the scales in our favor, but we're tipping the scales in favor of the world? Because what we do not only affects us, but what we do affects others. Listen to this, and, and I won't take time to read the whole thing. In Deuteronomy thirteen sixteen, God instructs every city that, that has idolatry in it to be destroyed. Now, now remember, look at me again. Remember, you read that in Deuteronomy uh, 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 six, 13, 16, it said every city that has idolatry to be destroyed. That's the silver dish. But the Talmud and the Mishnah is the golden apples that are in there. So the, the, the Bible says every city that has idolatry will be destroyed. How many know there's some idolatry in, in Dallas? How many don't want Dallas to destroy? But the Talmud says, even though the Bible says every city that has idolatry is to be utterly destroyed and all, the, all that they have burned, the Talmud says, but God will not allow any city with even a single mezuzah to be condemned. And so, not only are we, are, when we put a mezuzah on our door, and I'm going to show you something. Can, can I have a few more minutes? Because I'm going to show you some things that's flat out shouting. It'll not only bless us. Let me tell you something. Put one on your kid's door. But not only will it bless you and your children and your children's children, it's going to bless your neighbors. It's going to bless your neighborhood. Can I show it to you? Now watch this. Watch this. You know, you know and I, I, I wrote this little thought down. So, so how can what we do, you know, if we put up a mezuzah and, and do, do a mitzvah of putting up a mezuzah, how can that save our city or save our neighborhood? And that's why, you know, we haven't been taught to study, but there was this time this guy in the Bible called Abraham and there was a city called Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angel of the Lord came and said, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, but if there are 50? And he said, okay, if I find 50. And Abraham said, hey, do I have, I got 45. Do I have 45? Hey, I got 40. How about 40? Do I have 40? Hey, I got 15. Do I, right? And he said, if I can find 10. So here's an example that if there are those who are righteous, it will keep the judgment of God off the city. Right? See, so you got to understand, I know this is all new to you, but you know what? Even if you don't understand it, put the book in your house and the wisdom will come. Put the mezuzah on your door and the wisdom will come. Just do it. Matter of fact, one of the great scriptures, and I, I, I should have wrote, write this down and I'll put it in my notes. God, the, the Jews say, we will obey and then we'll understand. Remember I taught that months ago? We will obey and then we'll understand. And, you know, once again, physical and spiritual. Your children need to obey to eat their green beans 
When they're older, they'll understand, but by eating their green beans, they'll, be, they'll be, have the health to be able to understand. And we are children. Okay, let me go on. I got some great stuff. All right. The Mishnah, which is the, the oral speaking of God to Moses, okay, this is the tray. The golden nuggets are the Mishnah and the Talmud. Are you all okay in that? I got to know you're on the same page with me here. Okay. So the Mishnah, the oral teaching, says this. He who is careful and particular in the observance of the mezuzah, take my word, put it on the doorpost of your house, his days and the days of his children will be lengthened. Now let me show you something here. I I wasn't going to do this, but you need to see this. How many want your kids saved and serving God? Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11. And, when, and let me just throw this while you're turning there. When it says the, your days and the days of your children, the Hebrew translation of that is not only will your days be lengthened, but their souls will be saved. How many want their kids saved? Okay. Have, have, you, ever, have you ever taken oil? And put it on the pillow of your child and say, I cl- are the clothes of your... Have you ever done that? Okay. And, and it works. It's real. God will honor that. I've done it. All my kids are saved. All my kids are serving God. Even though God honors it, it's not in the Bible. We just do it out of faith. And God honors our faith, but it's not in the Bible. How much more will God honor... I, I, when, when, my, when my kids were teenagers, I'd lay hands on their shoes and say, God, don't allow their feet to go the wrong place. I'd lay hands on their car, right? Does it work? Sure it does because God honors our faith. How much more will he honor our faith when it's faith in obedience to what he tells us to do? Is this making more sense to you? Deuteronomy chapter 11, look at, verse, uh, look at verse 20. And you shall write them, this is the mezuzah, on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children, and it not only means days, it means their soul. It means their soul may be multiplied in the land. Now look at me. I know you know this, but just so nobody can say I said, this will not save your child. Neither will anointing your child with oil save your child. Neither will the prayer cloth save your child. But it's an act of faith that I believe will, God will honor to draw our children to Jesus Christ. Right? That's exactly what he's talking about. Look at what he says. Then your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heaven Uh, heavens above the earth for if you carefully keep all the commandments which i command you to do to love the lord your god to walk in all of his ways and hold fast then the lord will drive out all these nations now where do you hear this from before you and you will depossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves how many like to bind the devil kingdoms of darkness from attacking your family, attacking your finances, attacking your children. 
I'm going to show you something that's going to blow your mind. If you can stay, I know I go long on Friday, but this is the time that I can take us to a higher level. Every place which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Uh, verse 25, no man shall be able to stand against you. Now, now look at how many believe that's true. No man will, shall be able to stand against you, but you got to connect it with, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your gates. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord, your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you tread, just as he has said before I set before you blessings and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord, uh, God, and, uh, th- that I command you today. And the cur- curse if you don't. Now let me explain this real quick. God is not cursing anybody. But in this world, there are curses. And so God has given us an instruction manual full of apples of gold so that we don't have the curse come on our family, but the blessing come on our family. Okay. Now, are you ready? Because uh, I'm going to read you what this means. Rabbi Bakia, who wrote what's called the Jewish Code, the Code of Jewish uh, uh, Law, says, now, get ready, here we go. To impart to our hearts the principle that divine protection preserves Israel, which are all of us grafted in, give me an amen, amen. Pro- the divine protection preserves Israel at all times, day and night. The Torah has commanded us to place the mezuzah at the entrance of our homes. We will thus be cognizant of the principles of divine protection whenever we enter a home, and we will be mindful that this protection is constantly with us. Even at night, his protection surrounds our house and protects us while we sleep. He further writes, God is called the guardian of Israel, which is a synonym of El Shaddai, the, the, the protector or the guard. And it, as it is said, he guards Israel. He who guards Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. All right. Are you with me? So when we put, this is what he's saying. Could this be true? When we put the mezuzah on our door in obedience to Almighty God, God says, I'm going to guard your house. I'm going to stand in front of your door as I did one time with Israel when they put the blood coming out of Passover. But now you and I are coming from Passover from poverty into prosperity. Psalms 121. Are you, are you okay? Because it gets better and better and better. And I only got three hours left. Psalms, no, I'm joking. Psalms 121. Do you have it? Look at, look at verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he keeps Israel, shall neither slumber nor sleep. Now, now listen to me. The, the, the teachings of the Bible, every pastor has in their libraries um, um, 
Barnes Concordance, Barclays Concordance. We have these things that try to explain the Bible to us, written by guys 50 years ago or 60 years ago. Israel has 40 years of concordance written by the ones who walked with God. And so this, this, this concordance says, okay, that when we put a mezuzah on our door, he will never sleep, he will never slumber, he will protect all that's inside of it all the time. Okay? Now it goes on to say, now, now look, at the, look at the next part. Verse 5, the Lord is your guard, the Lord is your shade at your, which hand? Right hand, which side do you put the mezuzah on? Okay, see, there's, 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 there's 4,000 years of books that teach what this means. You know, the Lord is the shade on your right hand. Oh, that's nice. He's my shade. I got a little shade from the Lord. No, no, it's more than that. The Lord is your, count this with me. The Lord is your guard, one time. The Lord is your shade at the right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night, the Lord shall guard, two, you from all evil. He shall guard, three, your soul. The Lord shall guard, four, your going out and your coming in from, uh, from, from this forth and evermore. In verse three, it says, he will not move his foot uh, to be moved, who guards, five, you will not slumber. Behold, he guards Israel. How many times? Six times. Six times. Look at me. In the universe, there are six points that the enemy tries to attack you from. The north, the south, the east, the west, above and beneath. And so this teaching is when we obey God and we take his word and put it on the doorpost of your house, the Lord is watching from the right and the left and above and beneath, and he is guarding you. Prosperity will come in. He'll stop it. Sickness will come in. He'll stop it. Drugs will come in. He'll stop it. Uh, Death will come in. He'll stop it. He is guarding us through our obedience to the revelation of the word of God. Can I have an amen? Amen. Okay, can I go on? And I'll read this real quick. Since he is supreme above all and rules over all six ends of the universe, above, beneath, north, south, east, and the west, the psalm mentions that he will guard us six times, saying that no enemy can come in against you. Rabbi Ibn Iser, writing about in this about the mezuzah, says, in time of trouble, listen to this, in time of trouble, God saves those who serve him out of fear. However, God protects those who serve him out of love from encountering any kind of trouble. Because he loves us, we call out and he'll rescue us. But when we obey him in the mezuzah, in the word of God, on the doorpost, he protects us. How many would rather be protected than saved? Okay, let me go on. In the principal book of faith of Judaism, it states that if a Jew, you and I, affixes a mezuzah to his or her door, the Almighty denies harmful and destroying agents. In Hebrew, it's called mezakin. We say it demons. Let me read it again. If anyone affixes a mezuzah to his or her door, 
the Almighty denies harmful and destroying agents, demonic angels, any access into that home, even at a time when the destroying angel is let loose. A a great rabbi scholar says the mezuzah affixed to the doorpost of a home serves as a protection against messengers of evil. When confronted by the name of God, which is on the exterior of the mezuzah, these messengers that are coming to bring you harm see it and realize that God is watching over this home. And they refrain from entering. Now listen, watch, watch this. The word mezuzah or mezuzoth is a combination of Hebrew words zaz and mavis, which literally means death, remove yourself. Now, listen to, listen to this. What did God say? What is the word? Somebody tell me what the word mezuzah means in English. Doorpost. What did God say to Israel? When I see the blood on the doorpost of your house, I will forbid the angel of death. Okay? The rabbis, as I taught last week, that worked one day, one time, one night. So God takes that and says, now take my word and put it on the mezuzah, the doorpost of your house. The word mezuzah is two words, zaz and maveth, which means death, remove yourself. Death to your body, death to your marriage, death to your children, death to your finances, death to your destiny. When you put the mezuzah and obedience, take my word and write it on the doorpost of your house. And I know I keep saying this, this is not an old wives' tale. It's more anointed. It's more powerful than anointing our children's pillow. It's more powerful than laying hands on the walls of our house, which we all do, and it all works. But how many want to go to a higher level and do what God says to do, and then he'll honor that, and he'll bring into your house long life, joy, health, and prosperity.